The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hey, Blue. We are the Baseball Umpires Podcast for umpires by an umpire. We are more than just balls and strikes and outs and saves. Listen for tips, rule interpretations, equipment and attire reviews, interviews with umpires of all levels, and some funny stories that might come up every time out on the baseball field. If you're new to the field as an umpire or a seasoned vet in the world of umpiring, then this is the podcast for you. Hey Blue, the Umpire Podcast is part of the 1420 Sports Bar group of podcasts on the Belly Up Network. All right, the Hey Blue Umpire Podcast for umpires by an umpires brought to you today by MahlerBrothers.com and Mahler Brothers Golf Apparel. Use promo code 1420BROS, that's 1420BROS as in Sam, for 10% off of your all your golf apparel, golf shirts, polo shirts, whatever you need uh, to look great going to the ball field this summer or even this spring golf uh, and on the golf course, all you umpires out there. Uh, anyways, today we're going to talk about uh, admit, accept, and act. One of the great things about being an umpire, and there's a lot of them out there, all the negative stuff that, that's out there, is that you, you're usually out there with a partner or two or three sometimes who are out there because they want to be out there, and they have the same interests and uh, and passion for the game of baseball and the uh, the fine art of umpiring, so they're, they're out there for a reason, and you, you don't get to go many places in life where people have that kind of a passion, but one of the great things about umpiring, like I said, is you're out there for two to three hours, sometimes four and sometimes five, you're out there with a, with a guy or two or three or a gal who has the same interest that you do and is out there because they want to be out there, not because they have to be out there. It's not a, it's not a full-time job for, for 99% of us umpires that go out there. And one of the great things is, is that when you're out there, uh, we, we all are our own worst critics and we all, uh, we all psychoanalyze in our own heads what's going on out there. We, we want to do a good job. We want to make sure we're doing things properly all the time. And we want to make sure that we're in the proper position. We're always ha- uh, making sure in our head that we're doing things properly. And you and you start you start to second-guess yourself a lot about pitches that you made. And you, it starts to wear on you a little bit. And you hear chirping from the crowd or chirping from the benches or chirping from players or whoever. And it's, it's not awful. It's just a lot of where is that, where was that, is that up, is that down, all that kind of stuff. And usually... 99% of the time, if you if you think you're wrong, you probably were wrong. And that and that's the one good thing about the old human brain and the psyche is that you, you can't really trick yourself a whole bunch. And sometimes you just need that reassurance uh, during the game or after a game uh, to have a conversation with with your partner who, who's been out there watching the same game that you are and having a, a great time doing it. And they're, and they're psychoanalyzing things in their head a lot too, especially if you're working a three or four man system where you tend to have a little bit more time to, uh, to watch different things. I'm not saying you don't pay attention the whole time because we all know, we all know what we do, but there is times where you, you do have some time to psychoanalyze your partner, especially the guy on the plate. Cause every pitch goes his way. Not every, not every pitch results in a play for the, uh, for, for the base umpires. And so the, the one good thing about that is after a game, and I try to, actually, let's get into this first for a second. I try to, during the game, I tell the young guys to, to maybe not go and talk uh, during the game a whole bunch about things that are going wrong or or, or right, because it, I, I find that tends to, to lead to a, 
a bit of a, a situation where coaches and parents and players uh, will kind of pick up that pick up on that situation where you are talking a lot to your partners um, that there seems to be a bit of a uh, unsuredness of what the, the call was supposed to be and what the call might have been. And it sends, it sends a, a, a bad message out to the coaches and parents and players to uh, that maybe if you're talking about something that um, you, you know you were wrong and you need to uh, get some, some reassurance that you were wrong or right or whatever it may be. So I really try to, to tell people uh, during our clinics to, to not do that, to maybe wait for an inning or two or, or a half inning or two to go in and have a discussion about what, what might be going on, what might be going right or what, what might be going wrong, because it, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. It's like they say, uh, the best way to avoid a situation is avoid a situation, right? So if you don't draw attention to yourself, you don't get attention. But anyways, uh, like during a game or after, like it's, it's not very often that I go to an umpire unless it's something completely egregious and something needs to be fixed right now. If there's a guy going up the wrong side of the baseline or if there's a guy doing something completely wrong, I won't go and say, hey, man, you got to do this, you got to do that, uh, or you miss that pitch, because you don't want guys thinking a whole bunch during the game. Uh, like it's, it's hard enough getting pitches right, and you start second-guessing yourself, and you start think, worrying about everything else. Uh, it can it can really affect your strike zone a lot. Like I told the story, uh, I was going to uh, talk to a guy, a younger fellow, this, this past summer now. Man, summer goes by quick, and then the spring, and then the winter, and back to summer again. But I was going to go talk to a guy. His strike zone was a little wonky, and I was going to go say something, and the third base coach for doesn't matter what team he said yeah don't worry about it yeah it'll just screw him up even more so don't 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 bring it up and i said yeah you're probably right um it got better but uh going to talk to a guy like that like i'm i'm not perfect by any means and going to a guy during the game is probably a bad thing because that would might screw things up even more than a guy starts to think uh, way too much during a game and it, it makes things go bad so i i really recommend to umpires to young and old to maybe have these discussions before a game and after a game about what you, a guy might have done right and might have done wrong and uh, um to to realize that we we are amateur umpires most of us are are not professionals most of us do this as a uh, a secondary income or a secondary thing or just for passion of the game and so it's very important that we uh we can admit our faults because um nobody's perfect by any means. There's not even major league guys who are perfect. You know, you go into, into some amateur dressing rooms and some guys think that they are uh, the best in the business out there and they, they don't get anything wrong. And as we had Tyler Malacca on the show last week, uh, he was talking about, he realized afterwards that he wasn't, he didn't have a, a, a great, great a game as he thought he did because he thought he left the field doing this and he was psychoanalyzed it afterwards, watched the tape and everything else. Is it still called a tape? probably not call the table. Let's call it a video. He watched the video and uh, realized, he, you know, he didn't have as good of a game as he originally thought he did. So after a game, it's not a bad idea to talk to your partners, maybe after you've undressed, maybe if you, after you've unwind a little bit because the adrenaline has gone down and you, you're not revved up about what, what might have happened. Take your uniform off, take your shoes off, have that cold hot dog or cold burger and, and hopefully a cold beer or, or, a, or a, a Pepsi or a Coke or whatever you, you, whatever you like after a game. And while you're sitting there, instead of uh, bitching about things and bitching about a coach that you're not going to change, maybe have a, a, a little discussion with your partner or partners and say, hey, like get ask the question did, did how was my zone there there might have been a pitch in the six that i missed that there, there was a call about something there was something that I, I maybe i got that one wrong maybe i didn't have the the zone on this like have that have that discussion and admit your faults and admit that you're not perfect because none of us are none of us are by any means i had a little a little situation just this past weekend just in a, in a bullpen situation at uh it, it didn't mean anything a bullpen situation at pba i'll get i'll talk about it in a little bit but 
we're not perfect and we make mistakes and it can affect an at bat it can affect a game uh, not 100% affect a game but it can affect the kids at bat it, it can be a thing where you'd have to admit and as umpires and as amateur umpires we really have to admit that we're not perfect and that's that's step one of, of, of getting better in anything in life is admitting that you're not perfect and that every once in a while you need a little bit of help uh, whether it's between the ears or whether it's just positioning or just to be knocked down a little bit off your off your pedestal and just admitting that things aren't 100% perfect and that you did make a mistake. And like I said, we all make mistakes. There wasn't many games in the Major Leagues of Baseball last year, and those guys are the cream of the crop. Uh, there was only one or two that had the perfect game. And, you know, and, and even then, uh, someone was probably pissed off a little bit about a call or two that was that was there. So the first stage, uh, when, when you're in, in the room after a game, I, I, I suggest this to every umpire, is after a game, ask your partner how the, how your zone was. Just like the, there was a pitch that I might, might have missed, there's a situation that I might have, could, have, could have probably done something better because your partner is gonna, going to be the one that knows because they are also very passionate about what they're doing and they also want to do a good job. Because like I said, we are the only people out there who are... Uh, passionate about it we're not forced to be out there for any means a lot of kids are forced to be out there because their parents paid the money a lot of coaches coach because they uh, it's their job whereas umpires we go out there because we're passionate about it we like it we like going out there and being part of part of the game and being part of the situations and the like um there are times it's not as fun as i'm making it sound to be but being out there is a lot of fun and you have you know two to three partners out there at one, two or three partners out there with you all the time who have that same passion and have the same drive that you do. Some might have more experience. Some might have, have less experience, but in general, people are out there for the, for the, the, the love of the game. And no matter what level that people are at, they might have some constructive criticism for you to say, yeah, you could have been here. You could have been there. Uh, that pitch was, yeah, you, you could have grabbed that one. They, you could just get constructive criticism from your partners. And I, like I said, I wouldn't do it as soon as the game is over because you're, you're pumped full of adrenaline and you're mad about something or you're too happy about something. And cause usually when you're happy about something, you won't, you won't accept criticism because you'll be in the, uh, yeah, but situation or, or the yeah, but attitude about, about your game. Get your uniform off, have a sit down, and then it, just admit that you you made some mistakes and don't say that you're perfect. Because another time I was at, at a ball game uh, this past summer, uh, and the guy, he thought he had a two-pitch. He said, I missed two. I was like, oh, Jesus, you missed two. That's, that's something else. That's pretty impressive. Uh, I missed two an inning. I, I would have never said that, and hopefully I'm not missing two an inning, but there's, there's probably a chance that you are. But it's just... Uh, Admit that you have you have um, some challenges to make and admit that you need to get better because we all can admit that we need to get better no matter what level of, of umpiring we're at and how we're on the game and admit that you you have faults. And that's that, that's that's step one of, of the, the, the post game, the, the post game game scenario that I, I really suggest that you get get into it. Then you got to accept that you're not great and you got to accept that the guy talking to you isn't trying to talk down to you, isn't trying to knock you down, isn't trying to uh, belittle you by any means. He's uh, Hopefully it does happen, but accept the fact that in general, people are pretty good. And accept the fact that umpires at all levels are trying to help each other and accept the fact that that we're all out there and we're, we're, we're on the same team. We're not a home team. We're not a visiting team. 
we're, we're just on the same team. There are guys out there who aren't, don't uh, mentor properly and they don't say the right thing and they go about it the wrong way. And, and that, that's pretty crappy when that does happen. I've been a, I've been subject to that a time or two over the years where a guy came, came across to me and uh, didn't come across the, in the right way and, and didn't say things at the right time. And it kind of put a sour taste in my mouth to, towards a, a couple of guys. I've gotten over it. I'm a grown up now and it's one of those things, but I accepted that that, that happens. I accept that I make mistakes, but I've, I, I can accept that these guys are just trying to help me and, and to not uh, get knocked off my high horse, no matter what level I'm at, no matter what game I'm doing that, you know what, I might, might've made a mistake and I, I can accept that situation that these guys are trying to help to make our next game out a little bit better. And it's very important that you, you get out there and you be on the same team as your partners, no matter if you have a gripe against this guy or that guy, or you, you don't know who this person is and everything else. The, the post-game meeting is, is, is just as important as, as the pre-game meeting because usually you end up working with those partners again and, and you end up having the situation where you are with these guys on a, on a basis and you, you, are, you are a team out there and you want to make sure that you're, you're doing the best job possible to avoid situations because it, 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 it can be a hellish weekend if you got a, a long tournament or whatever is going on and you want to make sure that you're on the same page as your partners that uh, that you want to be and accept that fact that you're going to make mistakes but that, that you have each other's back when you go out there and then sometimes that discussion can be had and if a guy sees something a little bit differently than you do because nobody likes to, to admit that they're wrong Right. But you got to accept that you're that you are wrong sometimes. Like you have to accept that criticism is just part of life and that you that you that you did make make a mistake. And you, you may have thought you had a perfect game out there, but I, I'm going to guarantee that you didn't. And there's some pitches that you can grab and there's some pitches that you shouldn't have grabbed. And it, and it happens uh, game in, game out. And it's, it's very important that you accept that and, and that your partners aren't there to knock you down. There are like like I said, there are partners that are there to knock you down for whatever reason. They think they're climbing the uh, the national ranks and going higher than you are and faster than you are and that's not why I, I hope that you're out there I hope that no one's out there for that for that reason yes you try to advance your game but it should just happen organically and when it happens organically you'll get a lot more pleasure I would think out of it than trying to knock other guys down to boost your own, own ratings and that that kind of crap always comes out in, in a in the end anyways because people can people see that and people talk and the umpire world's a very small world no matter where you are everybody has a has a, a story about another guy and another story about this guy and that guy and, and the word gets out if a guy's a crappy person a crappy partner that word gets out pretty quick so accept the fact that that there are people out there just trying to help you and that you're not the best and that there are guys out there that that really want to just improve umpires and they want to improve the uh, the, the great game of umpire and improve, and improve our our uh, our status out there in the baseball world because it takes every one of us to try to make the, the things better for all the other umpires out there so accepting accepting is, is part two of the battle about being a, a good umpire and get, getting help from your partners whether they're good whether they're bad in your eyes whether they're young whether they're old because everybody makes mistakes and there's, and there's no getting around that some of the some of the best umpires i've ever seen have made some of the worst calls I've ever seen. And it just happens. I mean, I've been there. I've done it. Um, everybody's done it. Every people who, everybody's listening to this podcast, I'm sure they have a horror story. Whenever I have a guest on this show, they always tell me, I always ask the question, what's the worst call you ever made? And they always have some horror story and they're usually not that bad. Like it's, it seems bad. umpires are their own, own worst critics, right? So that's the thing to admit and accept because umpires are their, their own worst critics, I hope. 
there are some that aren't. There are, are, are there are some out there that think that they're just the greatest singer when they go in the field. That uh, that the, the world is theirs and that they own the, the field and they they can make things a little bit awkward on people. I don't know why I just did that on the radio. Like I'm look, do giving hand actions and things on the radio it doesn't it doesn't quite work that way, Brent. You think after all the shows I do, I would have this figured out, but I I apparently don't. But uh, yeah, so admitting, accepting that's the, that's the two biggest keys. Once you once you're down in the locker room, taking your stuff off having a nice cold beer and just accept the the uh, the information that you're you're getting back from your partners and accepting the criticism that you're getting it's hopefully it's constructive criticism and hopefully it's in a way that that is getting delivered to you in a proper manner and it's not a finger pointing situation and it's not a yeah but situation it's not a uh, it's not a accusatory situation hopefully no one's out to get you hopefully it is it's a uh, you're accepting positive positive uh, reinforcement because that that works a lot better i uh, would like like we like to say it's not a mistake it's just not right and it's, it's a big difference how you word things with your partners afterwards uh, to, to, to keep guys coming out because if you're just pointing fingers the entire time with your with your uh your analysis per se of a game it can turn out pretty bad and a, a guy might not want to come back or a guy might take it the wrong way and, how, and on how it goes another little trick you could have is if you have like a three-man system as well is to ask both partners maybe sit around uh before you have a, if you're having a shower the other guy leaves for whatever reason ask both partners what they thought because having multiple attitudes and multiple thoughts and multiple uh answers to a question uh, it might help out what what happened and have a quick discussion about what went wrong during your game or what went right during your game because don't always just say what went wrong because every like i said we're always our own worst critics so if we after a game say okay what did i do right though like and, and the guy will say yeah i, I like that that call was great that call was great that yeah you were good here you were good here but you could have done this but you could have done that and always finish these conversations with your partners on a positive note and and a high five and a bum slap or whatever it may be but always end these conversations on a high note so then you're on the same page and you're on the same thing because if you if you leave uh what's that don't go to bed mad with with your with your spouse there's that right so don't go to bed mad and, and upset uh, hash all the situation with your partner and what's going on because it'll be greatly appreciated for that and if you have partners who don't want to talk to you that's fine there's usually somebody, uh, either, I don't know what, a relationship with a coach is. I mean, I wouldn't ask the, the losing coach what he thought of your game, but what your relationship with a coach is at the at these lower levels that people tend to do or that we tend to do. I shouldn't have worded that, I worded that improperly. But having a conversation with these guys at the uh, after a game, you know, after they, they've cooled down as well and after they send the kids away and the parents are done being mad at them, have a discussion with a coach and say, hey, what did you like? What did you, you, you might have, I heard you chirp in the third inning about a pitch. What did you see that I didn't see? Because they would probably appreciate that a lot as well and so it's there's that relationship you can have and just putting putting your guard down and having a talk with guys to make your game better because that's what we try to do is to make it fun because if it's not fun you won't come back out but if you're out there getting better game in game out it's a better experience not just for the umpire but for the coaches and the parents and players as well so having those discussions if you don't have a partner because sometimes you're out there with a one-man system which I, I will never agree to with to it and they will never do that here in southern alberta we'll find someone to go out there with it because the one-man system maybe for a for a t-ball game or something but uh, to to go out there in a one-man that's a bad thing so have that discussion with somebody if you don't have a partner or if your partner's unwilling to talk or if your partner's uh just one of those people who's just negative nancy all the time ask somebody maybe your spouse goes to the game 
because Deanne, the producer, she goes to a lot of our games, especially like the WCBL games. She goes to a lot to watch. She enjoys the hanging out in the stands and schmoozing and talking to people and everything else. But but she watches she watches games. She's become kind of a uh, an umpire. Uh, I don't know what the connoisseur, I guess, is, is. I don't know if that's the right word to look at it. Uh, but uh, she she watches games. And she'll she'll say, "Yeah, you missed that one." To me, and she'll yeah, you could have done done this on that because she watches so many of my games that she knows that if I uh, if I miss one, that uh, my body my body language and how I reacted. So she'll know that to to look at that for future pitches. And so it's good to have someone on your side if you got if you got a spouse that can go out and, and analyze your games a little bit because if you if you look at your own tapes and your own because uh, nobody will tell nobody will say that they're wrong. You shouldn't analyze your own work because you, you'll never say that your own work is wrong so going out there and having people backing your your uh, your your games and backing what you're doing on, on a nightly basis or a daily basis it doesn't hurt and always 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 communicate with your with your partners before you get into too many adult beverages or what it is because that, that can become a disaster as well i rec- recommend only talking umpiring with your partners after two because after the third one they'll tell you how great they are and how bad you are so it's one of those things with the, the great sport of umpiring but yeah no it's a, it's a great way to communicate and to get better uh on a nightly basis because if you if you get told this was right this was right this was wrong that you could have grabbed that one you could have did this and from, from a guy like i said with the same the guy or gal with the same passion that you do to go out there and do it it comes up uh, pretty handy because you, you wouldn't you wouldn't ask a carpenter to, to, to talk about how the plumbing is right so asking another umpire how the umpiring was is probably the best way to to improve your game Accept what they have to say, admit your faults, and then act on it. Having a notepad, writing things down, or making that mental note, and act on the things, and try them right off the bat. Your your next game out, saying, "Okay, if I wasn't in the slot properly, or if I my head height was wrong, or whatever it may have been, my my mechanic was wrong, or I wasn't in the right position." Act on those things immediately on the next game, or when you get home, act on it and read read on it. I wouldn't recommend to put it on your phone. Have a notepad, write it in in, in your bag, and act on those scenarios that that you have that you. You need to work on because we all need to work on stuff and i find if you write things down you remember that a lot more it's just that muscle memory thing and it's it's there to work on date it and the whole bit and you'll become a better umpire and that's what we're always trying to do uh no matter what level we are at the the amateur uh amateur umpiring world it's very important to get out there and do things properly it's it's very important to, to keep having fun doing it and the the, the, be- the better you get at it and the longer you you, you stick to it uh the, the more fun you're going to have uh as an umpire in, in the the hey blue world and hopefully you're not getting yelled at you're not getting yelled at hey blue very often because whenever hey blue comes out something usually didn't go very didn't go very right in the, in the in the umpire world so there's my advice for the day for the uh, the hey blue umpire podcast for an umpire by an umpire uh brought to you today by maulerbrothers.com and Mahler Brothers uh, golf apparel use promo code 1420 baller or bros at maulerbrothers.com oh as well um we got a uh, the Hey Blue the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. We got our online store up now. Go to uh, the uh, how, what is it 14-20.sports. Uh, myspreadshop.com. I'll put it up on the show link. Go up uh, go out and get some uh, Hey Blue attire. There's all kinds of shirts and golf shirts, t-shirts, the uh, barbecue aprons we got it all there all the hey blue apparel for uh to help support the show and help umpires uh throughout so we're going to take some money from that and put it to other things but that's another story from another day so make sure you, you check out the uh the uh, the hey blue uh, umpire store out, out there on the internet today mm-hmm. 
Baseball season may be coming to an end, but real baseball players never have an offseason. Plate Crate is baseball's number one baseball subscription service and is the perfect monthly baseball gift that delivers a box of baseball treasure right to your door. Every Plate Crate contains six to eight unique baseball items, including gear, snacks, training aids, accessories, and apparel. Plate Crate has a different monthly theme and has a retail value of $85 per crate. Plate Crate also has clothing and accessories for coaches and parents as well. Just click on the Plate Crate banner on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or our Twitter account and receive 20% off your order with promo code FASTBALL20 at Plate Crate. Plate Crate, inspiring every baseball player, young and old, with baseball's number one subscription box, one Plate Crate at a time. This segment of the Hey Blue Podcast, the Umpires Podcast for Umpires by an Umpire is brought to you by Plate Crate at platecrate.com. Use promo code 1420PLATE and get 20 bucks off your first uh, subscription service at platecrate.com today and get get the gift, gift of baseball delivered to your door uh, monthly. Uh, Umpires, thank you very much for listening to the show. Uh, out of all the shows that we do in the 1420 group of shows, uh, the Hey Blue, the Hey Blue podcast uh, is top four out of the top six shows that we we've done. So thank you very much to all the umpires that that listen to the show. We uh, appreciate the support uh, very much. So make sure you guys uh, keep uh, tell, talk to people about the show. We put it up on Facebook and all different pages and stuff. So make sure you guys keep uh, listening to the show and uh, supporting it. We we greatly appreciate what uh, what you all do for us. It's a good, it's a great community that we have here with umpires. Uh, listening to all these shows that we put out there, it's uh, it's a lot of fun putting it out there and uh, talking about things and getting some stuff off my chest on a daily basis uh, on the different shows that I do. But anyways, uh, the importance of getting the calls right and being consistent kind of uh, it hit home a little bit uh, or just didn't, I wouldn't say hit home, but it, it kind of got, got back into my psyche a little bit. Last weekend we were at the uh, the PBA uh, where there were Todd Hubkin, the guys there at Prairie Baseball Academy. They're they're gracious enough to allow uh, the umpires, some of us older guys, more, I don't want to say old because I don't want to say I'm old, but some of us more experienced guys get in there to call their live bullpens and get to the field some pitches. It's very it's a very great uh, tool that we have here here in Lethbridge, Alberta, and Southern Alberta Umpire uh, Association to get out there and, and do this and get out and see some pitches before we get out there and see that that 85-mile-an-hour uh, slider that we we did, didn't think about during the offseason. So it's, it's nice to get out there, but I, it was a bit of an eye-opener and a bit, bit of a wake-up call for me uh, early on in the bullpen, uh, Carter Clarehout plays the PBA. He also played uh, Lepers Bulls last year. He got a scholarship to Southern Arkansas. I believe he's going next year or somewhere in Arkansas, Arkansas, Montecito. I get it. I, all those schools, I get them mixed up. There's so many. But anyways, Carter had an at-bat to live, live BP. It's a real, real deal. Counts taken the whole bit. And it's nice to get out there. We're, you know, we're fully dressed up. We've got the whole thing going on. Uh, but there was a pitch, uh, apparently, that was a, was a, was outside, I guess. They had the pitch tracker going. And I, I apparently got it wrong. Uh, in the next pitch, Carter came up and he swung at the same pitch um, that uh, I guess would have been a ball. Um, he didn't say anything, and that they're taught very well at the PBA hub because runs a pretty tight ship there and doesn't let them say anything. He'll he'll uh, hub and, and Ryan McDonald. They'll let they'll let us know, not the players, that if we're right or wrong. And I, I appreciate the way that they do that and they and they keep the things down. It's great. Not so much for me because I I could care less what anybody says. I'll, I'll turn it back or how it's going to be, but it's very good the way they do it. But anyways, uh, they had the pitch tracker going, and one of the other players I was walking by to get a drink of water uh, in between my session, uh, he I overheard him say about the pitch was 
two to three balls outside. I was like, geez, I don't think it was that bad. Like, I knew it was a little bit wide, but not that bad. And he said, yeah, yeah, the machine said that, the machine said that. And he said that uh, uh, that's why Carter swung at that next pitch and, and missed it by a bunch because it was it was outside and he thought you were going to call it a strike again. And I was like, yeah, you're okay. I'll t- keep keep note of that. And that's one of these things that's great about be seeing these pitches to, to get going uh, and get get ready for the season before we were forced to go out there because we have a we have a fairly long off season here in Lethbridge but uh it, it was nice to hear that it was nice to get that pounded into my head a little bit that sometimes you need you need that little re, re, uh that little uh acceptance right that you're not right all the time and that every pitch matters to those kids a lot not uh maybe not so much to the pitchers but a lot to the batters because hitting's hard right and if an umpire goes out then makes things harder for these kids it can be a very frustrating thing and it could it could mean a lot a big difference between a a one for for five night and oh for five night right and like we've all like we said before if you uh if you go three for ten and throughout your career you're going to the hall of fame so hitting's hard and when you take the bat out of a kid's hand because you're um you missed a pitch that was uh, either high high or too low or uh, outside or inside or wherever it may be uh, being consistent so is so important you're, you're going to get the, the cock shots right and you're going to you're going to get those 100% right most of the time right it's those ones that are borderline that a kid can't reach that uh, that you might have called a strike you just might have missed because it broke too quick or whatever it may be so it's it's very important to get those calls right and to take your time and make sure you're getting in because it was, it was a good wake-up call for me on Saturday with Carter there he's a good kid he's a, he's got a, always got a smile on his face and we have a pretty decent rapport uh, off the field uh, a little bit and then on the field we have a great rapport so it's actually quite good that we that we can talk like that and we're and I and you know I, I didn't say sorry or anything or because it was a, a nothing thing but like, every bat means so much to these guys and these kids and you can see why they they might get a little revved up because they only get four to five at bats a game if you take the bat out of their hands because you made a bad call which apparently it was now, I didn't think it was that bad but no the, the one kid goes no man that was that was outside by a lot and Carter's a left-handed bat and I was like oh geez I didn't think it was that bad at all like I thought it was a little off but it wasn't nothing egregious by any means but apparently i was wrong and that's the way it it, it, cha- it changed his at bat that and that can happen on a nightly basis no matter what and if you're just not calling things right and getting things uh, getting things wrong you deserve to not get yelled at but maybe chirped at a little bit to say hey man can you do a little bit better than that i'm trying i'm trying my best out here can you can you do the same because we we, we deserve or we owe these kids to, to to give our best on a nightly basis or a daily basis or a morning basis whatever whatever time of day you might umpire a game but we owe these kids a lot to make sure we're giving them the opportunity to get a hit or to uh, get that strikeout or whatever it may be because hitting's hard and uh, being being a, uh, like we talked with Tyler last week, be, maybe being a, a a homer, I guess, for the for, for the offensive side of the bat, of the of the game might not be the worst thing because uh, hitting's, hitting's tough, man. And if you're giving pitches uh, two and three balls off the plate, it's going to make things a lot tougher and you're not going to make a lot of friends. Uh, calling out a ball is not going to hurt anybody's feelings. If it's a ball, it's a ball. When it, when it's off the plate that much and you call it a strike, that's going to hurt people's feelings. And that at-bat might get ruined because the next pitch he swings at, he's probably just trying to reach at it because he thinks you're going to call it a strike again. And that can make a make for a pretty tough day for an umpire on, on a regular basis. So the importance of getting these calls right and the importance of doing things properly, it means so much. And it means like these games mean a lot to these kids probably more so than, than to most umpires uh like i know a lot of like like we said in the last segment there uh, like we have a passion for for it if you, you wouldn't listen to this show if you didn't have a passion for umpiring and you i, I appreciate that you do uh but you wouldn't um 
If you didn't have a passion for it, you wouldn't be out there. Uh, we don't get paid handsomely. We're, we're, it's not everybody's full-time job, but to, to go out there and do things properly, it's it's so, so important to be consistent and to get the calls right. Like it's it, it, we're, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to make uh, have problems. It's, it's important to not dwell on those and go on to the next pitch if you do get one wrong and leave that one behind you because the next pitch is the most important pitch of the game. And that's something that we need to really instill in, in, in not just the young umpires' minds, but the older umpires' minds and the players' and coaches' minds and parents and everybody else that, that we can't fix the past, we can fix the future and we can get everything a little bit better as we, as we roll on in the, in, in umpiring. It's, 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 it's a tough gig. And as we get closer to the season here in Southern Alberta and, and games are, are starting to come, I mean, the, they're calling for snow and cold the next few days but you never know as soon as the, the weather changed a little bit and the one one blade of grass is showing out on the field we're out there playing and calling balls and strikes and just like just it was a I, I didn't feel bad like I felt I felt like geez that's, that's kind of shitty that I ruined that I, I might have that kid's at back kind of got uh, ruined a little bit because I made a bad call and he got a little bit anxious for the next pitch and so that gets everybody else thinking he's going to keep calling that and he keeps calling that because you leave on Hernandez uh, years ago in 1996 he was getting that outside pitch from Air Eric Gregg against the uh, the Cleveland Indians, I think it was Miami Marlins or Florida Marlins back then, and he kept going wider and wider and wider, and he kept getting that call, and, and the, the the Indians were screwed, right? And you don't want to have that situation on your head after a game's over. You don't want to be the reason. You you, you never want to be the reason why a team loses, right? And that when you go out there, you want to make sure you're doing the best job possible. You're going to miss, you're going to miss pitches. I get it. If you're going to have a mistake, I get it. But going out there and doing your best, that's that's the most important and getting as many calls as you can, right? Not dwelling on it and not taking a bat out of a kid's hand because uh, you're having a long night or you want to go somewhere else or you got a big date or, or the wife's calling you for dinner or whatever it's supposed to be. If you're, if you're, if you're committed to going out there, make sure you're going out there with the proper mindset and the, 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 the mindset to go out there you want to do a good job most like 99% of people don't go out there with a chip on their shoulder they don't go out there looking to screw somebody they really don't but there are those guys who do it and I and that's too bad and that's where we all get a bad name and that's where all these situations can happen but go out there make the right calls and if you make a mistake don't be don't be afraid to say yeah I missed that one like find a way to word it properly say yeah I missed that man that's on me don't say you're going to make it up don't say you're going to uh, uh, don't say you're going to you owe them one next time around or whatever it may be but don't be afraid to say yeah you're yeah, maybe you're right. I missed that. Yeah, I got it. That might have been out. Uh, like, just don't be afraid to do that. You'll get a lot more respect from the coaches, from the players, from the parents. I, I would suggest not telling the parents, turning around, and saying, "Yeah, I blew it." I, I, I would suggest not doing that. But don't be afraid to, to you know, whisper something to a coach when they come down to, to tell you about a pitching change or whatever it may be, and whisper under your breath, "Say, yeah, I." I, I missed that one in the fourth, and, and you know you can you can talk to your partners about it. You can talk to your, the the other players and coaches about it. I just don't announce until after the game, maybe. But no, anyways. Uh, thanks everybody listening to the Hey Blue podcast. Like I said, make sure you guys follow. Uh, go to see, see some apparel at our online shop. I'll put it up in the show description of this. Uh, if if you want to be on the show, contact me. If you have any umpires, you got, you guys want something to talk about, something to get off off your chest. If you're from Illinois or Missouri or Texas or uh, where else, California, we got Oregon people listening to the show. 
We got a lot of people all over North America who listen to the, the Hey Blue podcast. We appreciate it. People right across Canada. So if you want to come on the show and, and rant and rave and tell me that I'm right and t- or tell me that I'm wrong and have a good a good BS section about the fine art of umpiring, be greatly appreciated. Got other guys who want to come on the show already, but we can do one of these a day. It's good, it's good, good ratings so people I know are listening. Like I said, it's the top four of all the six shows. The, of the of the six shows for last month that we did so maybe people just had a an urge to listen to some umpire and talk but we had uh, had some great content last month we want to keep it going all season long but anyways thank you very much for everybody who uh, who comes on the show thank you for everybody who listens to the show make sure you talk to people if you're getting dressed or going to the field or going to a clinic just maybe put the uh, the hey blue podcast on and uh, and, and uh, maybe pick up a few little pointers and things that go between the ears in the world of umpiring anyways have a good night folks we'll talk to you again soon and remember One call's good, two calls is bad. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you again next week.